48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElindon. The headlines. A legal scholar expresses concern over whether murder suspect Chan Tong Kai can get a fair trial in Taiwan as the case has become so politicised. Former top official Wilson Fung suffers a delay in trying to be released on bail pending his potential appeal. And a top mainland official in Hong Kong says the street violence in the SAR is being copied overseas. A legal scholar has expressed concern over whether murder suspect Chang Tong Kai can get a fair trial in Taiwan, where he's wanted for the killing of his girlfriend last year. Hong Kong and Taiwan are arguing over how to deal with his case, after Mr Chan reportedly said he wanted to surrender himself to Taipei. Taiwan wants him returned through a formal process, but Hong Kong says he's a free man and has refused to allow Taiwan officials to escort him from the SAR. Eric Zhang from the University of Hong Kong says the government should make legislative amendments to enable Mr Chan to be tried here, to ensure he gets a fair trial and to prevent his case from being further politicised. It seems that there are political overtones and considerations in Taiwan or even uh, in Hong Kong government of this uh, incident. But we need to be careful that we need to safeguard the core values of our rule of law, which include the right to have a fair trial. And given the development, personally, I do have concern whether Chen can receive a fair trial in Taiwan. The former Secretary for Security Regina Yip has downplayed fears of allowing the murder suspect on board a commercial flight without a police escort, describing him as truly contrite. Chan Tong Kai bowed repeatedly before reporters yesterday when he was released from prison after serving time for stealing the victim's belongings. New People's Party Chairwoman Mrs Yip says there would be no danger to others as Mr Chan went to Taiwan by himself and accused Taipei of shifting its position over the case. The danger posed could be very limited because it was obvious from gentle kind statements outside the prison that he was truly contrite and was willing to turn himself in. I think uh, the original plan was for him to be accompanied by the Reverend Peter Kuhn. But Taiwan, for some reason, initially said that they would not allow both to enter. And now it seems that at most they will only allow Chen Kai to enter, but not the referent. So it could be a very simple matter, but Taiwan kept changing its position. In Taiwan, the Mainland Affairs Council has once again stressed the need for both sides to cooperate over the murder case. The council, council's minister, Chen Ming Tong, hit out at the SER government's unwillingness to hand over relevant information and denied that Chang Tong Kai had become a political bargaining chip. He said the Anglican pastor assisting Mr Chan should speak out less if he indeed hopes that Mr Chang can be tried on the island. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, has again dismissed claims that the government hasn't issued guidelines to the public about dealing with tear gas. She reiterated that the Health Department gave information to district councils regarding side effects after exposure and said anyone feeling great discomfort should go to the doctor. Ms Chan also said she wasn't concerned about police dogs inhaling chemicals at protest sites. I'm sure the police will take care of those uh, dogs that they bring along for their work. If they have any problems or any questions that they can obviously uh, contact the uh, Agriculture and Fisheries and Conservation Department for uh, further communication. A hospital authority says it's devoting more resources towards the forthcoming flu season. Its chief executive, Tony Coe, called on the public to get their flu jabs as he received his during a promotional visit to the Kung Tong Community Health Centre. Dr Coe says public hospitals will have $700 million set aside 500 beds as well in preparation for the flu peak. He said hiring procedures will be simplified to help recruit part-time medical staff.
Former top official Wilson Fung has suffered a setback in trying to be released on bail pending his potential appeal. Candice Wong reports. The lawyer for Wilson Fung said the former official's bail application could be handled as long as the High Court saw potential grounds for appeal. Mr Fung wants to appeal his nine-month jail term and conviction for misconduct in public office after he was found guilty of accepting over half a million dollars from a Macau businesswoman who was also his mistress in 2004. But Justice Wally Young said he needed to look at transcripts of the trial before determining whether there were grounds for appeal. Hill. The judge ordered the court secretary to provide relevant transcripts in two weeks and adjourned Mr Fung's bail hearing to next month. The commissioner in Hong Kong for the Foreign Affairs Ministry says the street violence in the SER has been copied overseas, such as in Chile, Spain and England. Speaking at a forum, Sheer Fung said overseas protesters have vowed to turn those places into another Hong Kong. He said people are calling for Hong Kong independence are colluding with separatists overseas. He added that once the Pandora's box of achieving goals by breaking the law is opened, no country can be spared. Lawyers for Carlos Ghosn, the former boss of the Japanese carmaker Nissan, have called for charges of financial misconduct against him to be dropped. At a pretrial hearing in Tokyo, they argued that Japanese prosecutors had colluded with Nissan and the whole case against Mr Ghosn has been politically motivated. The lawyers claim that a secret task force has been created at Nissan to drum up allegations of wrongdoing. Democratic Party lawmakers in the United States have accused their Republican rivals of compromising national security after more than 20 of them stormed the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. The Republicans have accused the impeachment committees, which are drawn up from both parties, of trying to remove Mr Trump from office improperly. But Democrats accuse them of helping Russia and China by tweeting from a secured committee room. Steve Skillis, one of the protesting Republicans, explains why they interrupted the inquiry. Whatever Adam Schiff is putting together today is a tainted document because it's a one-sided document. It's a document that's been created in secret, behind closed doors, and when we showed up today to find out exactly what's going on, he got out of the room and left with the witness. It was disgraceful. This has been a disgraceful process. This is a Soviet-style process. This should not be allowed in the United States of America. Speaking at a campaign rally in Pennsylvania, Mr. Trump lashed out at the Democrats. You know, they're vicious and they stick together, but they're lousy politicians, I will tell you. It's true. They got two things. They've got two things. They stick together and they're vicious. President Trump says he's lifting the sanctions he imposed on Turkey over its offensive against the Kurds in northern Syria. He said Ankara's ceasefire was now permanent and America would let someone else fight over what he called this long bloodstained sand. Speaking at a campaign rally in Pennsylvania, former Democrat Vice President Joe Biden sharply criticized Mr Trump's move to pull US troops out of Syria. I've been all through that part of the world where the Kurds are. I spent a lot of time in Turkey significant amount of time in Iraq and that whole area in Syria. What have we just done? Have you found a single military person who doesn't feel like we have just besmirched America's reputation around the world? Turkey's two-week offensive has seen scores of deaths. The Hollywood actress Rose McGowan has filed a federal lawsuit against the disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein and two of his former lawyers, accusing them of trying to silence her before she made rape allegations. The suit says the three, along with an Israeli intelligence firm, conspired to defraud, smear and marginalise Ms McGowan. Mr Weinstein's lawyer called the charges baseless. Rose McGowan's public accusations against the producer helped initiate the Me Too movement two years ago.
The Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has ruled out forming a coalition government in his first national address since being re-elected on Monday. Mr Trudeau, who lost his outright majority in the poll, said he would be discussing a way forward with other party leaders. I intend to sit down uh, with all party leaders uh, in the coming weeks uh, to talk about their priorities, about how we can work together to respond to the preoccupations that Canadians have. But I can tell you it is not in our plans at all to form any sort of formal coalition, formal or informal coalition. Researchers conducting a UK-wide study have found that people with long-term health conditions such as arthritis are more likely to suffer pain on days when it's humid or windy. Here's the BBC's Dominic Hughes. Using a smartphone app, more than 2,500 people recorded daily symptoms for at least a month, while their phones reported local weather conditions. Researchers found that rather than a cold snap, participants felt the greatest pain on days during which there was high humidity. Low air pressure and windy conditions were also linked to painful days. Dry, still days were the least likely to be painful. The researchers say their findings could help to develop a pain forecast, which would allow people to plan activities for the least painful days. It could also shine a light on the mechanisms of pain and lead to the development of new treatments. China has been cited by the World Bank as one of the most improved in the past year over the ease of doing business in their countries. Despite a bitter trade war with the United States, China moved up 15 places to 31st in global rankings over the ease of doing business. New Zealand continues to top the rankings, followed by Singapore, Hong Kong, South Korea and the United States. The chief executive of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, has appeared in the United States Congress to defend his plans to launch a new cryptocurrency known as Libra. Following a global criticism that the project could lead to money laundering and other financial abuses, Mr Zuckerberg insisted he would seek approval from all relevant regulators before going ahead. He told lawmakers the aim of Libra is to be a global payment system rather than a currency. Mr Zuckerberg also suggested if he didn't create the new cryptocurrency, someone in China would probably do so. China is moving quickly to launch a similar idea in the coming months. Libra is going to be backed mostly by dollars, and I believe that it will extend America's financial leadership around the world. Shares in the electric car-making firm Tesla had jumped by 20% in after-hours trading after it posted a surprise quarterly profit and announced the start of production at a new factory in China. Tesla says the Gigafactory in Shanghai, along with its new Model Y SUV, will accelerate the company's growth. Shares are now at their highest level since early March, a boost for the company after a series of scandals and investor doubts forced the CEO Elon Musk to quit as chairman. Stocks now, in a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,682, 112 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $34 billion. Currencies in the US dollars trading at 108.60 yen, the euro standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents, and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars, 12 cents. Sport now, and here's Atom Joe. We start with baseball. The Washington Nationals have made a dream start to the World Series. They've taken a 2-0 lead on the Houston Astros in the best-of-seven championship final and will get to host the next three games. Game 2 in Houston was a close contest until the Nationals put up six runs in the seventh en route to a lopsided 12-3 win. Kurt Suzuki, Adam Eaton, and Michael Taylor each had a home run for Washington. Justin Verlander took the loss after allowing four runs on seven hits over six innings. The series moves to the U.S. Capitol for Game 3 on Friday night. Next to football in the European Champions League were the holders Liverpool 1-4-1 at Belgian side Genk. 
Jurgen Klopp's team remains second in Group E. They're one point behind the leaders Napoli, who won 3-2 at Salzburg. With more on Liverpool's victory, here's the BBC's Alan Green. Signs a really comfortable win for the European champions, but it wasn't, certainly not in the first half. Even where Oxlade-Chamberlain shot them superbly in front in the second minute. Liverpool had problems when Genk hit long passes over the top. Samata's equaliser ruled out by VAR after a minuscule offside. Oxlade-Chamberlain scored an even better second goal after half-time. Mane and Salah added further goals and a better second-half display. But Klopp will still be frustrated that O'Day scored for Gang. Barcelona took a narrow 2-1 win at Slavia Prague to stay top of Group F. Inter Milan were 2-0 winners at home over Borussia Dortmund. Michi Bashiai scored four minutes from time to give Chelsea a 1-0 win over Ajax in Amsterdam. And that puts Chelsea above Ajax at the top of Group H based on head-to-head results. Here's the winning manager, Frank Lampard. The, uh, the work ethic of the group... The, the work we put in off the ball for every man and the subs was outstanding throughout. And it has to be to come here and get a result. After spending 20 months to recover from a knee injury, Chris Porzingis has finally made his debut for the NBA's Dallas Mavericks. The Latvian forward, acquired from a blockbuster trade with New York earlier this year, teamed up with Slovenia's Luka Doncic for the first time as Dallas won their home opener 108-100 to over the Washington Wizards. The European duo traded three-pointers all night. Doncic had a game-high 34 points, Porzingis added 23. Elsewhere, Kyrie Irving scored 50 on his Brooklyn debut, but the Nets lost 127-126 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Boston Celtics came up short in a battle of Eastern heavyweights. They lost 107-93 to the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung there. And to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. A legal scholar expresses concern over whether murder suspect Chang Tong Kai can get a fair trial in Taiwan, as the case has become so politicised. Former top official Wilson Fung suffers a delay in trying to be released on bail, pending his potential appeal. And a top mainland official in Hong Kong says the street violence in the SER is being copied overseas. That's the news from RTHK. Let's work together to build a better community. We all love our home. To contribute to our community, let's vote in the 2019 District Council election on the 24th of November. Bring your ID card and cast your vote. The polling hours are from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. For inquiry, please call 2891-1001. Show your care. Cast your vote.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Karen Co. Apologies for that slightly wonky version of uh, Sunflower by Post Malone and Swaley. I don't know what was going on there, but um, we don't have a wonky show for you today. We've got uh, some interesting things coming up. Today we're going to look at the ongoing fight for marriage equality in Hong Kong. We'll be joined by Gigi Chow, the co-founder of the NGO Hong Kong Marriage Equality, and she's coming in after 1.30 to explain what's going on there. And the Hong Kong Eco Film Festival is coming up from November 15th to 17th. So after 2.30, we're going to catch up with the founder, Cynthia Chow, to find out what's screening and what other activities will be going on at that film festival. And I'll be playing another track from our album of the week, Mark Ronson's Late Night Feelings. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch with me, please send me an email at kohk at rthk.hk. That's kohk at rthk.hk. Now let's try this next song. Hopefully it's not going to be as wonky as the first one. It's Lizzo with Juice. I've been looking like 